Hello from Los Angeles, where I have better Wi-Fi, and I'm ready to get into the food review game as well as the advice game. This week, we talk a lot about a beverage called Tea Chino, which is an herbal tea kind of thing that uh, has a similar flavor to coffee, sort of. It was sent to us by Gemini fan of the podcast, Sybil. She hopes it gets at least one point for not being expired, like most of the stuff I review on the podcast. Good call, Sybil. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, as well as the advice. Please send us anything vegan you want us to try on the air, and have a good week. Sagittarian Matters, we're reviewing Tea Chino, Talking LA Restaurants, and Giving Life Advice with Rocco Kayadis, Beth Pickens, and Katie Davidson. Stay tuned. Rocco Kayadis is a regular of Sagittarian Matters. He works at BuzzFeed, he is a co-founder of Original Plumbing Magazine, and he used to rap under the name Catastrophe. He is currently a vegan, he has been to school to be a vegan life coach, and now he's here to tell us his opinions on LA food and how to send things back to the kitchen if you don't like them, which is very scary for me. Enjoy. We're here today to talk about vegan food of Los Angeles and to try something that a listener named Sybil sent us, which is tea chino. I'm excited about it. Tea chino is non-caffeinated, which is a little bit of a boner killer for me. But at this late in the day, you should know it's late afternoon, so almost five. Um, I don't want to drink caffeine, and, uh, and I'm excited about drinking... A tea beverage that tastes like a sweet, because I don't eat a lot of sweets in my diet, so this could potentially change my life. Oh my god, today could be the day. Yeah, the stakes are pretty high. Okay. It's tea chino. Tea chino? I'm gonna, she sent me a bunch, so we have four different kinds to try. The first one I'm going to try is dandelion vanilla nut. Vanilla accented by almonds. Sweetness from dates and figs. Mm. I'm going to tell you, my bias is that I love caffeine up until 9, 10 p.m. How do you sleep? I sleep at like one or two. I sleep. Oh, maybe I... you don't have a day job, so you can just keep hours like you like to. I love to keep nighttime hours too. Yeah. But now I have to work a day job. I got excited that you were working till midnight last night because I was like, oh, we could have co-working times at like nine p.m. But it has to be on the weekends because I live a co-worker lifestyle. Mm. What Dan- do you think? Dandelion vanilla nut. Does what does not it smell like? Does it smell good? Okay, the smell. Is really sweet, almost cloying. Mm. Can you smell the dandelion? I don't know what dandelion Dandelion. smells (laughs) like. I don't know what dandelion smells like. This? Here, you smell it. I can smell the vanilla and the nut, but not the dandelion. Smelling the vanilla and the nut is a little bit of um, like a, what is that, like creamer, like coffee mate. Oh, yeah. Coffee mate vibe. Absolutely. But then the taste is, the taste is a dandelion chicory, but not strong enough for me. Mm. The first one I'm going to try is hazelnut. Mm-hmm. Buttery hazelnuts enriched by golden roasted almonds, dates, and figs. Get ready. Rocco's life is about to change. It's good. Did it change your life? Um, it tastes like flavored coffee. It tastes like a weak flavored coffee. Can I? Yeah, please. I'm going to try it out the other side because I think you've been sick. This does taste like really weak hazelnut coffee. It's good, I think. Did your life change? Um, it might. You know, I, I, if where are these available? I think are they yeah. easily accessible? I can I order them online? You can order them online. I got mine online. I mean, mm. she sent them to me from a website. It seems. Did she make them, or she no, just wanted you to try them? She doesn't even work for the company. She just what the fuck? She just thought you'd enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, that's so kind. I know. If people send me stuff they think I'll enjoy, I will talk about it on the podcast. She even said, "Send I... me stuff you think I'd enjoy, and I'll talk about it on her podcast." <laughs> she said, "I don't even care if you don't like it. I just like hearing these reviews." Ooh. Okay, I need to try I like another this one. one a lot. Boutique Southern Pecan. Now, mm. 
the description of this one bugs. Rich nuttiness of pecan pie without the calories. Come on. Well, that's what I'm going for, right? And and more so without the sugar. Like, I don't want to eat sugar. During the week, I don't eat sugar. Uh, on the weekends, I go fucking all in, eat whatever the fuck I want. I had apple pie for breakfast. Great. But You're so wild. I get crazy <laughs> on the weekends only. And okay. then I button it up on the weekdays. I don't eat sugar. Mm-hmm. So this is why this could change my life. Because if it does taste like a pie in a glass. It doesn't taste like a... Why don't you just have a nice prune during the week? <laughs> Well, you want sugar, have a prune dipped in tahini, you have something a little bit sweet. Oh, that sounds sweet. disgusting. <laughs> you have something a little bit sweet, you have a nice that protein. so <laughs> gross. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She's already living like post-apocalyptic diet when we're not in end times yet. This is my biggest I found dream. a jar of prunes and tahini. <laughs> I'm just going to these two things. Wait, I need to tell you what happened the other day, which is I went to Trader Joe's to get more tahini. Unfortunately, now I'm out of prunes again. <laughs> going to have went... to forage in the neighbor's cupboards. <laughs> well, none of my neighbors are quite old enough, but I had I had on a warm jacket. I had Ponyo in a tote bag. I had on a fanny pack, sweatpants, and I was holding another tote bag. And a man came up to me. Me in particular followed me through an aisle, made me, ma'am, ma'am, made me take my headphones out. I was like, what? And he was what like, were you listening to? I was listening to the book um, White Girls by Hilton Els. Mm. And this, so the guy made me stop listening to my book and said, ma'am, hey, are you okay? Are you hungry? Are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> were you hungry? I mean, yeah, that's why I was at the store, but I just, I was like, I, I, I think I'm good. I think I'm fine. He didn't work at Trader Joe's, by the way. Oh. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I asked. I tried. God bless you. Oh, my God. So I think he thought, he either A, thought I was homeless and was from a Christian outreach, or B, thought I was like a hooker who would hook with him for like some Trader Joe oh, O's. What were you going to do with Tanya if you were... <laughs> Tanya's Ponyo's alter ego. I don't know. I was like, giving him a blowjob for Trader Giotto's. Like, hold on, let me put my dog down. <laughs> Do you mind if she watches? I think that maybe he was a tweaker or thought I was a tweaker. Or... Oh, you guys were going to party. He's like, hey, you like to party? Got Wait. any party favors? He's like, I I, he's like, I got some cauliflower rice. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Throw it out like confetti. The longer this hazelnut one sits, the more it tastes like chocolate. Try it. Come on. I think you're out of your mind. Oh, it doesn't like seat. chocolate. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Okay, that's the chicory herbal hazelnut. That is better than I thought. It okay. keeps getting better and better the longer it sits. Boutique Southern Pecan. I would never drink this. I would drink that hazelnut one maybe. This one is too weird. Oh, this one smells like a scented candle. Yeah, that's the that's the coffee mate thing I'm oh, getting from God. some of this. I put, that's not... Mm. You know, honestly, it doesn't taste much different than the hazelnut, but there's some kind of undertone that I don't love. I think it's the buttery flavor, but is there a butter situation in there? I don't know. Like a buttery? No, boutique. Why is it boutique? I don't know. I think that there's something weird about something that seems like it's going to be so earthy. It says herbal coffee, but then then it has a natural scent. It smells like, man, it's giving me like crazy olfactory... To what? I think like um, my mom had like those sashes that you'd put in drawers. Oh, yeah. A drawer sash. Mm-hmm. It smells like that. Or like really bad potpourri. <laughs> this is what my bras smell like. <laughs> I put them on every day. I actually put the potpourri in the padded area of a like a wonder bra. You don't even have boobs. It's just no, potpourri sacks. It's all potpourri sacks. <laughs> and it's pecan pie. But then you press on it and it's just pecan pie. It smells like coffee mate. Okay, so I say thumbs down to Boutique Southern Pecan. I say thumbs down to Dandelion Vanilla. I didn't try that one. Go ahead. Give it a shot. I'll try it again now that it's set. I don't like the smell. It's the same vibe. Hmm. I like... This one tastes good to me. It tastes like like a buttery coffee also. This one... Here's the thing. All of these remind but me with of... with a green aftertaste. There's the dandelion. Mm-hmm. Oh, good call. Can you taste it? Yeah. Yeah. They all remind me That's of... how you can tell I'm not sick. I can taste right now. <laughs> God. <laughs> I got all my senses firing. That's so cool. Thanks. Um, 
<laughs> Not to brag, but I've got all my senses firing. <laughs> now he's playing with the dog. Um, I don't don't torture producer Ponyo though. No, no, I just wanted her front facing. Why is somebody on my roof? Um, they, these all remind me of roast aroma from Celestial Seasonings. Oh yeah, but some of them aren't quite as good. Like they don't have quite the earthy kick. Yeah. So that's what I'm judging them against. Okay, the next thing we gotta try, we gotta hurry. Wait, this. what about this one? Vanilla nut. We didn't try that. We didn't try it at all. No. Creamy vanilla accented with roasted almonds, dates, and figs. Yes, we did. It changed your life. No, it didn't. The hazelnut changed my life. I tried it twice. This vanilla nut tastes like nothing to me. Exactly. Yeah. The hazelnut's the the shining star, I think. Hazelnut. Okay, so the best one was hazelnut chicory herbal tea. Okay, the next thing we're going to try is Raw Rev Glow. G-L-O. Radiance from the inside out. It's a bar. It's a protein bar with mixed nuts, caramel, and sea salt. It was given to me by Morgan, who's on hiatus right now. Does she like them? Uh-huh. She loves them. Hmm. What are your thoughts? I saw your face, but now tell me. Before the tea, I took a bite. I cheated. And I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> but with the tea taste in my mouth, it's fine. <laughs> Can you describe the texture and flavor? It's melting. I'm not exactly sure why it's melting. <laughs> Do you notice that? Oh, because there's a chocolate goo on the inside. Is there a coconut in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, it's chewy. It's like a it's, nougat center. The outside of it is too dense. Mm-hmm. It's like a Lara bar density, but more dense. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of thing that when you taste it... I bet it has a lot of fiber in it. When you taste it and you're on the road... You're like, God, this is going to be so dense. I'm going to just feel this fall to the pit of my stomach and stay yeah. there in the exact same shape of the bar package oh, for the next three hours. Reconstitutes itself inside your digestive <laughs> system. It all finds it's like a magnetic pole where it puts itself back together. And you're like, then it expands like a giant suitcase where it's like giving birth to other little bars. Then your stomach feels like it's just one giant brick, like a solid brick of this dense, weird shit. What is it? It's okay. So it's made of superfoods. I don't believe in superfoods. There's no such thing. No. There's foods that are high nutrient density, but there's nothing super about them. (laughs) What about ancient foods? Like an ancient grain? Yeah. I think that's BS. It's propaganda. Like a goji berry with an ancient grain? You're telling me that somebody who eats goji berries with ancient grains such as quinoa isn't going to live just a little bit longer than someone who eats a modern so. blueberry with a no modern... What's a modern grain? Just wheat. Our wheat grain is so um, unrecognizable from anything that actually was a grain at any point. I'm into modern grains. Like the um, newest GMO grains. I'm trying to understand. I don't like GMOs. I know some people think it's fine, but I don't think I it's don't fine. I don't think it's fine. Some people are fine with it. I just like smart and sane people are like, why we've been mutating things all along. Who cares? It's crossbreeding. Who gives a shit? I'm like, no, there's more going into it than that. I want to tell you, I'm going back to the saison. Okay, Rocco. Okay, so it's made out of raw cashews, peanuts, pea protein, brown roast rice protein, raw almonds, raw organic hemp protein, raw chia seed. So I'm wondering, oh, there's a little bit of sugar in it. What's the breakdown? 20 carbs, 10 grams of protein. Here's Not that much potassium. Pretty low on everything. High in iron because of all those nuts and the chia seeds. Can I just tell you that the, the picture is very misleading? The picture, oh God, is the a, picture lo- makes it look like... The it's, pi- it's a chocolate bar with a piece of caramel on it and an almond precariously placed on top of that stack. This is what I'd refer to as um, punishment food. This is punishment food. Because the first bite, you're like, disgusting. But then you just keep going back for more. (laughs) Well, because imagine you're on tour. This is the last thing in your backpack of snacks. And you're like, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you have to eat something. This would be punishment food or a food pill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just get it down. That's why I was curious about the nutrient breakdown. I think we should, on a future episode, do nothing but vegan protein bars. Okay. That sounds like a horrible punishment, and I'm here for it. I'm I mean, into and, it. And I would love bars. to have you try tahini, a prune tit and tahini if you want. <laughs> Morgan said go to hell when I made her try it. <laughs> Did she like it? She thought it was okay. Huh. She didn't love it. She's not eating it herself, but yeah, she went from go to hell to maybe like a sideways though. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. If we do that, we should do a, a video yeah, of it. Yeah, that's a good video. 
Yeah. And then Tanya can be in it too. Producer oh, Panya. Producer Panya can try the ones that don't have chocolate in them. We can see what she thinks. No, I meant the um, prune and tahini. Uh, I don't know if a prune's actually good for producer Panya. <laughs> so there's somebody on my roof right now of the podcast studio, which is also known as my room. Uh, <laughs> the producer tried to talk to him, talk to him but the hazelnut one has changed my life. I just went back for it. Okay, Rocco, let's talk about <clears throat> vegan food in Los Angeles. So, it's I... the best place to live as a vegan, I think. Uh, I think that Portland's probably the best place to live as a vegan. You this do. is a pretty good... This is a great place to live as a vegan, though. But that's that's my opinion as a... Can we revisit that when you've lived here for a full year? Yeah, definitely. I'd like to revisit that because, I mean, you've been in Portland for... 17 years. So, you know... It's yeah. vegan offerings in and out. Yeah. And I think like if you, after a year, you're going to have enough time to explore and see what's available. Mm. I think this is the best place to have any kind of extra food need. Interesting. Well, I do feel like people with eating disorders have tread a lot of paths for me. And yeah. also uh, people that want to bring their dogs in places and pretend to have an illness to mm-hmm. do so have also tread that path. So I feel pretty good here yeah. about cruising the dog in a tote bag into any place and getting a grain-free, gluten-free vegan item but i want to say when i started coming here people are always like go to sage Uh, you're gonna love sage and also um too much deep fried stuff and too much like it's so heavy it's so heavy and there's like not even a light thing on the menu no there's nothing it's fine they don't it's not special they don't do light things well no they do fried things well, but yep. like getting a, like I got a raw bowl last time I was Don't there. Don't even bother. It was, yeah, I was like, why am I not just eating at home? There's three things that I'll eat. And one feels like when I go to a restaurant, I want to eat something that I wouldn't prepare for myself at home. And that I couldn't prepare for myself at home. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So th- the few things that I do like there are the mac and cheese ball. Mm-hmm. That's super fried. Delicious, but garbage food. Um, the, uh, on the weekend, I like their chia French toast. Oh. It's covered in granola and chia seeds, and they somehow make a perfect batter and fry it up perfectly and put uh, just berries on top um, and real maple syrup, so that's good. Um, and then what other thing do I like there? The Brazilian bowl. What's the Brazilian bowl? Plantains, steamed greens, quinoa and rice, black beans, and uh, salsa verde. That's nice, but I can make that at home. Exactly. And I would make it at home and it would taste better because it would be less fatty and less salty. And my biggest problem with restaurant food is how I feel afterward because I eat a really clean diet and I don't eat a lot of salt or fat in my diet. I eat mostly carbohydrates and protein. Um, And I just feel like whenever I leave a restaurant, I feel like garbage, particularly if they use a lot of fat and salt. Mm, I love fat and salt. I don't eat a lot of grains, so I like places that have options that are not built around a piece of bread or built oh. around brown rice buffering 50% of the meal. Yeah, which is a lot of places vegan offering. They're like, I have a bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say, okay, so I said that I don't, sage is not my favorite. I don't dislike sage, but I would, yeah, I'm not like, there. yay. Same. The thing that I say yay about is little pine mm-hmm. because every meal of the day has homemade things. So mm-hmm. there's never a time where you're eating Daya. Mm-hmm. There's never a time where you can taste earth balance mm-hmm. or where they have used some kind of follow your heart shit or yeah. whatever. Uh, it's all homemade. Mm-hmm. It's all from scratch. Their cheese and their grilled cheese and their mac and cheese or whatever is made from cashews. They give you cashew milk with your coffee. It doesn't cost a dollar fifty like a buy Chloe. That's so obnoxious. They have homemade croissants. I just I'm big on places that don't use earth balance, don't use garbage, that aren't like a vegan Applebee's. Yeah. It's not a bunch of frozen reconstituted vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why my vote is for Little Pine. It's my favorite vegan thing I found in LA. For breakfast, I would say that that's my favorite spot. They have a croissant that is unlike any other vegan croissant I've ever had. I know you've had ones that rival that, but mm-hmm, but only at um, only in New Paltz at Lagusta's and Sweet Marisa's. Mm-hmm. Um, they have vegan croissants in Portland at a place, and the croissants weigh like 45 pounds. Too much. And the middle is just like a wad. It's just like like a croissant that's not fluffy and light. A croissant yeah. where people almost get it, yep. but then all the layers congeal into one layer in the middle. Yeah. So this one, I would say that I wouldn't... If if I were not vegan and I tried it, I wouldn't know that it wasn't vegan. Oh, never. Yeah. 
And, and they give you a maple butter and a homemade jam to put on it. It's so good. It's I got a chocolate one the other day and I'm there. Mm-hmm, and I mm. regretted not getting the jam. Mm. So then the next time I went, a few days later, mm. a week later, I got the plain croissant just so I could have the butter and jam. Yeah. Um, but I'll, my favorite restaurant here yeah. for vegans is Crossroads. It's fine dining. Their breakfast is not like the best, but their dinner is incredible. But you have to order the right things. There are some things on the menu that I don't give a shit about. Um, that are not that special. It's kind of like a tapas place. Like if you want to share a bunch of little dishes, it's the an ideal setup. If you go with someone who doesn't want to share, you're going to miss out on most of the, the offerings they have. But something that Nicole pointed out that I agree with is that they don't house make everything. So they don't house make their cheese. They have a cheese plate. It's great, but it's Kite Hill. Um, but so I'm kind of like, why am I paying a fine dining price yeah. in 2017 for yeah. a store-bought vegan cheese? Well, one thing it does come with, though, is their homemade flatbread, which is spectacular. And then they also have homemade um, uh, gluten-free bread that doesn't... It's not neither spongy or like a rice cake. It's perfect. And I don't know how they've made... They've mastered um, gluten-free bread making. But not mm. cheese making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, can we talk about when we, went there, when we went there for breakfast? Yeah, it was on my birthday. Yeah, right before I met RuPaul, mm-hmm. I had a gift card. At a certain point, I thought I was going to have a heart attack in front of you because my left arm started tingling, and I thought, "Oh, how sad for Rocco to see me die right in front of him." <laughs> and then I thought, "You know what? I should tell Rocco it's okay because I'm living my best life." Yeah, because I have a gift card, and also we had just turned some. We had just sent something back. Oh, yeah. Which is rare for me, but good for you. I love to send things back because I think, one, uh, I grew up broke, and two, I'm cheap. So, (laughs) but I do love, like, finer things in life. I'm a Libra with five planets in Libra. I love living a luxurious lifestyle. So, in that, being frugal and and feeling entitled, I've learned um, that it's okay to send things back if you're polite about it. I'm never an asshole. I'm always really polite when the server comes by. Because if you're spending 20 bucks on something, that's a huge chunk of money to spend on one meal, I think. So the thing we sent back was, and especially in fine dining. Yeah. So we got so like a I, scramble. Yeah. We got a scramble. It was the vegan egg. So that, and that's made by Follow Your Heart brand. I, which, love, I love their cheeses. Yeah, their cheese is perfect. It melts incredibly. Um, but it was gross. This, I've, this I've dish. I've made the egg at home and it's fine. It tastes... And feels a little bit too much like an egg, which mm-hmm. if you're like me, I didn't like eggs when I was eating eggs. Yeah. I thought they were fucking disgusting. They're sulfuric. There's something like just untrustworthy about a food that's that versatile. I mean, I feel bummed that I can't take part of the protein and ease of an egg, mm-hmm. but I'm never missing the disgusting, pungent, specific <laughs> taste of a chicken's menses in my mouth. <laughs> You know? Well put. Yeah. Yes, not, I do. It's know. specific and pungent. And I've actually tried to do egg experiments with my own chicken's eggs where I was like, my chickens are loved. Uh-huh. I got them basically for free from people that were giving them away. Like, they lay eggs all the time. I'm going to feel, you know, I'll try it. And I just. You tried it? I tried and I like scrambled it and I put so much stuff on it and try And I just was like, uh, I can't really do this. Yeah. I can't really go there. Like, yeah. it's not even an ethical thing. It's just after 20 years. I'm not not looking for that. Yeah, it's gross. Too sulfuric. It was too sulfuric. It was too specific. Um, but okay, so why did we turn it away? Why um, did we they re- cooked it with some kind of chorizo, like some house-made chorizo, and it was disgusting. And we both got it. Um, we so, were sharing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were sharing it was It was like a mush. Else. It was like a, just like a it salt wasn't, mush. It was soft. It was undercooked. Everything just felt gross in the mouth. The mouthfeel was gross, and the taste was disgusting. And it so was when, really expensive. Yeah, like 20 bucks. So when the guy came back and asked, how, how is everything? I said, this is really gross and we don't want to eat it. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Um, we just don't, we don't like it at all. And they say, which any good server will say, oh no, let me take this from you and give you something else. Yeah. Which is great because then you get something else. What was the other thing we got? can't remember. We didn't get anything else instead of that. We just said forget it. Yeah, but we ate something else that day. That was delicious, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, the server ended up hating us by the end of the time. He stopped oh, making really? eye contact. Do you remember? Then no, I don't. He messed up when I he was charging us. We only wanted part of it on the gift card. I don't know. But he, he got he got annoyed with us. I think that like he actually wasn't in love with us after we returned something. Sure. I'm sorry to say. 
Was that your only time returning something? Oh, I or have never, you tried since then? I no. The only other time I've ever returned something is when I accidentally got a tofu thing at a Chinese restaurant that came covered in pork crumbles. Oh God! <laughs> so I just couldn't. Did you feel bad about it too? Um, I did feel bad about it because it was my own fault for not understanding what the woman was saying and mm. just saying, sure, mm. okay. Wait, didn't you then try to return something at by Chloe? I gross. did return something at by Chloe. Because empowered. It was like the week after. You had to talk me through it. Oh, yeah. God, now my listeners are going to think I'm a horrible... Why is that annoying... horrible? Have you ever worked in food service? I have worked in food service. And has it... And I don't people... actually give a shit. Yeah, no one cares. I don't... I mean, I never... The I mean... restaurant has like... Unless it's like some struggling, failing business, but like... Like, a place like Crossroads is, like, that's Ellen DeGeneres' favorite restaurant. They're not hurting for money. They can afford that, that, especially with that upcharge. They charge 20 bucks for that. To get that egg, that carton of vegan egg, is, like, $5. And you can make 12 servings from it. Mm-hmm. So the upcharge is insane. The upcharge is insane. I think that you told me that because you knew someone that had worked in fine dining who had really high specific standards for fine dining. Yeah, one of my ex-girlfriends. From being a fine dining service person. Yeah, so she taught me how to send things back. So She also taught me other things about entitlement that I, <laughs> that I feel less comfortable with. Entitlement does not come naturally to me. I did me return either. a salad at By Chloe because I was not going to eat it because I paid money for it, tasted yep. it. It was gnarly. Is it I was the gonna... Thai one? Yeah. The Thai one is so gross. By Chloe has a, a bunch of good things, but um, again, it's one of those places that's like the healthy is not that great, but the junk food is really delicious. Like their cinnamon roll is, is good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, their ice cream's all right. Uh, what else I like is their there? Caesar salad. Oh, yeah, but that's not healthy by any means. It's like a, what do you mean? It's like a thick dressing with like mm. shiitake bacon and yeah, croutons and. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You, I always see you on the weekends. You try to get me into your junk food yeah, spiral. Yeah, like... So then I end up getting just the vegetable thing that's at the place with all the junk food. That's true. Because during the week, I eat nothing but vegetables and protein. And then on the weekends, I eat carnival food. <laughs> I do like the um, gluten-free chocolate chip cookie by Chloe. But mm. so I did return that... Oh my God, a fly just flew into his eye. <laughs> I, I did return that salad at Bike Chloe because I truly was not going to eat it. And I was bummed that I had paid like $15 for it. Yeah. Um, and so then you talked me through it and I did say, uh, hey, uh, you know, I didn't. What I was their reaction? Cold, uh-huh. but um, they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they give you something else? Or they they just gave me something else. Mind? They gave me a different salad. Yep. That's all hey, I wanted was a different salad. That's it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So what's you your... can do little known fact you can do that with things that you try at a grocery store too if you bring it back and you're like I tried this and it tastes like there's something wrong with it oh yeah I've done that at Trader Joe's before once I said often there is something wrong with Trader nuts... Joe's things there's these are covered in mold these nuts taste like vomit and they let me return them I got yes. like a like a Thai cashew mix yeah the Thai the white people doing a Thai thing goes wrong a lot yeah. but I literally told them it tasted like vomit and they were like oh so sorry ma'am here's your money back right mm-hmm. away. Yep. And then they asked me if I was from Oakland because my tattoos look like Oakland gang tattoos. Oh, really? And I was like, really? You think a gang would have me? That is very generous of you. Um, so, Rocco, your favorite breakfast in L.A. is Crossroads? No. That's my favorite vegan restaurant in L.A. What's your favorite breakfast? Vegan breakfast in... Oh, man. It's so hard for me. It really depends on what mood I'm in. Um, I love Real Food Daily. It has like a, hung, a traditional hungry man's breakfast with... Um, tempeh bacon, a tofu scramble, and little pancakes and a biscuit, and it's perfect. If you're, like, starving, that's the best breakfast. Mm. But um, but for, like, really exceptional homemade stuff, I would have to agree with you. Little Pine is my favorite. Little Pine. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. My final my final vote on tea chino. All the flavors we tried today, I give a thumb down. Even hazelnut? The hazelnut, I'll give a sideways thumb. Okay. But any of the other ones, if someone served me served me these at their home, I would be like, "What the fuck is the matter with you?" <laughs> like if it wasn't a if it wasn't a suburban mom who gave me this thing that smelled like a candle, I'd be like, "Why are you giving me? Why do you have this?" Yeah, the hazelnut one I think is good though. I have like other flavors that we'll talk about on the podcast. If I don't want to eat a dessert, I would drink that as an option for a dessert. You're insane. Uh. I would rather be bulimic. You know what else I'd like to try with you? All of the vegan pizzas in Los Angeles. I just had Pizzatopia. Is that a real kind of pizza? Yeah. I just had it, 
at the LA Book Fair, and it was delicious. Yes. It gave me a stomach ache immediately, mm. but it was so good. It was a vegan cheese pepperoni slice, and eating pepperoni cheese pizza makes me feel human. Yeah. Because it's so simple yep. and basic, and it's not an inner. Like, I come from a day when vegan pizza was a soggy slice with inappropriate vegetables all over it, like yeah. broccoli. With just no cheese. Falling off of it yeah. as you're trying to eat it. What about, have you had Mohawk Ben's pizza? No. Oh, fuck. It's like, re- I almost sent it back because I thought that it was real cheese and that they had made a mistake. <laughs> you were using your send back? Yeah. I was it? like, oh my God, this is real cheese. But it wasn't. Oh and then I almost God. cried. And then he almost cried. The last thing that made Rocco cry was finding out that there was a secret vegan menu at Disneyland. Every every um, place that can accommodate allergies sees that as an allergy. At Pizza Port in Disneyland, they have a pizza that is a gluten-free vegan option. And it's not just vegetables on without cheese. They have day of cheese. Is this your favorite restaurant in L.A.? Pizza Port. <laughs> pizza yeah, Port absolutely. in Disneyland. All right. Thanks for coming to the podcast, Rocco. Yeah, thank you. Beth Pickens is a consultant to artists, she is a Capricorn, and she is the author of the pamphlet Making Art During Fascism. You can find this pamphlet at her website, bethpickens.com. Beth Pickens, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you for having me. We both tried, well, I have a new sponsor, which means that someone named Sybil ordered me an beverage called Ticino. What flavor did you have? I believe it, it was called Caramel Nut, was it not? It was called Caramel Nut. And it was sort of a, it was a mix, it was a, a ground mix, which the, the envelope suggested a sort of hot chocolate situation. But maybe the envelope also suggested that I make it in a French press, but I didn't understand. We, we didn't read the directions. <laughs> so I served it to you in a way that... You had little muddy dirt pieces in your teeth at the end. Yeah, but you know, that doesn't bother me. I like things in drinks. The smell of it was very caramely. Yes. I think the the beverage, which I enjoyed, um, the scent was far more powerful than the flavor. The flavor was not nearly as sweet as it smelled like it would be, which I actually really liked. I liked that it was a pretty subtle flavor, and the aroma was so powerful um, that if it had been as sweet as it was smelling to me, it might have been cloying. Or yeah. had an artificial flavor, and it did not. It had a really earthy, nice flavor. I was surprised at how artificial the caramel smelled, but how earthy the thing tasted. Right? It didn't taste artificial at all. My Ticino was uh, like a fake dandelion coffee, roast aroma kind of situation, and I guess it had a vague hint of mint. And I was not tricked into thinking it was chocolate. So, um, Ticino also, I'll have you know, is not caffeinated, which to me uh, is a little bit of a drag, because uh, I would like to drink something like that and then have it be caffeinated, but um, it wasn't. So, Ticino, thumbs up, thumbs down. And so, none of the products are caffeinated? No. That's the point. It's for very mellow people that want to stay that way. You know, that's, I really rely on the high of caffeine throughout my life. <laughs> But I really let, you know, I'm not going to have caffeine at night or I'll, I won't be able to sleep. And that was a great beverage to have at night with a dessert. We had a very gentle dessert, too. We did have a gentle dessert, <laughs> a gentle dessert beverage. Um, I like having a non-caffeinated beverage around for guests because generally everything in my house is like crack in a tea bag or coffee form. And so when I have the gentle kind of person who doesn't drink caffeine come over and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, would you like a tea? I have... Uh, green tea with guarana, or chai green tea, or a black tea, or some Earl black tea, or some black tea, or some coffee, or some espresso. I got well, some I, bullet I also, tea, bullet coffee. I also offered you cold brew. Um, so a I, lot of Angelinos turn down my offers of caffeinated beverages when they come to my office. I'm always surprised. So I'm like, all I want to do is get jacked on ca- coffee all the time. Save their ration for me. Uh, okay, well we're gonna try tea chino again. But thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I, I say thumbs up for mine. Very reminiscent of Roast Aroma. Thanks, Sybil. Thanks, Ticino. Am I making a left or a right? Katie Davidson is the musician behind Dear Nora and the band Key Losers. She joined me this week to give some advice and also to talk about prunes. 
a really cool snack for young people, also known as dried plums. You can hear our prune review at the very end of the podcast. Stay tuned. I'll be 37 in a week or two, and I find it's hard to be as passionate and excited about things as I was when I was younger. Do you have any advice for that? To me, Uh I'm passionate and excited about different things than when I was younger, and I don't feel like I'm betraying my younger self for not caring about the same kind of community-oriented bullshit because now I have just honed what I like. Like, I've honed the friends I like. I've honed the music I like. I no longer am seeking So I don't need to like go to a punk show every weekend to like find new friends and new bands. I already got Uh it. That's what I think. I'm passionate and excited about the things that I really like already. Yeah. That sounds cool. What do you think? Well, I would like, I mean, this would be one where I would definitely want to ask some follow-up questions. Like, like what's, what's this person's, um, you know, mental state overall are they like stagnant in a job you know there's just a lot of things to to like poke around with this question but just just um just sort of like objectively just answering the question as it is my first instinct is like my first instinct would be like force yourself to be uncomfortable um in order to like find yourself again so my instinct would be like like take your smartphone quote-unquote smartphone and put it in a safe deposit box for 48 hours and and just like number that would be number one get get, like get off your phone number two i'm just like buy like buy a ticket to a foreign country and go by yourself and like, just get like really uncomfortable and challenge yourself. And I kind of feel like it's like when it's those really hard, shitty moments that sort of like remind you who you are and like what you like and what you want to do. And that was my instinct on that one. I like that instinct. And also it's like reminding you the world is wide and there's so much of earth for you to discover before you die. Yeah. I, yeah, totally. That, yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to stick with that answer. Excuse me. Hold on. Ponyo, come here. Producer Ponyo is a little bit upset because her life is significantly shorter than ours and she's not actually allowed to go to many, um, many foreign countries. So she felt like that advice is a little bit speciesist, but, um, yeah. So I, I guess that, so my advice was like, don't be sad that you're not into the same things you were into when you were young. The world is wide and you can get into new things and you can like them in a deeper way. I'm combining both of our answers. Yeah, I like that. And also, not to be a weirdo, but gratitude is huge. Like, me getting to appreciate the place where I am just by, like, walking outside and smelling the air and being like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky I get to live here right now is as I get older is something that I wasn't totally able to do when I was younger. Oh, I completely agree with that. I mean, it it takes a bit to actually really feel gratitude though. That takes almost like practice is to like, really like be in your body, really be in your life for a second, not on your phone and be like, wow, there's so many bad things happening. So many places, or I've lived in so many hard times. And right now is awesome for all these reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get to choose to eat a prune today. Right. <laughs> okay, the next question. Oh, wait, I what? thought of one more thing, though. What? That, that ties in my answer with the gratitude thing, which is that when you put yourself in uncomfortable positions or you risk or you do something different and you are you don't know what's going to happen, and um, I think that's – it almost – forces gratitude because if you like live in suburban LA and you've just been working the same job for the last five years and you don't even really like it and da 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 all this you know you're sort of stuck in a routine and suddenly you like you like bought a ticket to like Morocco or something and you're in the middle of Morocco like it might make your life in suburban LA like 
you it might force gratitude in a good way like you're like oh well i'm oh that vaughn's down the street with the cute checkout guy you know what i mean whatever yeah, yeah. that's my tie-in totally ponyo lay down producer ponyo is checking the levels uh, uh oh is this advice hotline still open uh I feel like this is such a minuscule problem in relation to the universe at large, but here's all my silly shame for you. Um, when I turned 16, my parents gave me this gold enamel painted frog ring, like I first saw it at a store when I was nine years old and said it was like the only thing I wanted in my whole life ever, and they secretly bought it and saved it for me for seven years. It was great. Anyway, a few months after receiving it, I was lying in bed, and I went to spin it on my finger, and I realized it wasn't there. And somehow it had fallen off, and I had lost it and never found it again. And now I'm 30. And I'm getting married, and I have this new ring, and I'm supposed to take care of it, and I'm super freaked out, and I feel like I'm going to lose it so much so that I wake up startled in the middle of the night just to make sure it's there. So how do I go through life not having a million panic attacks over some silly little object? Oh, thank you. Help. Um, I mean, I want to say this ring is probably a different quality than the enamel frog ring. So... Unless your job is doing laundry by hand with a washboard in a river, I think that probably will be okay. <laughs> I mean, just, just on a real basic level. I, this isn't speaking to your anxiety. This is just saying, like, the obvious. Yeah. That's true. I'm sure it's a nicer quality. <laughs> <laughs> is it an enamel, enamel diamond wedding ring? Yeah. Um. I didn't want to interrupt you. Are you ready to hear my thoughts? <clears throat> yes. I don't know. I'm kind of into taking a tough love approach on this one. And forgive me if that's harsh, but I just sort of want to be like, <clears throat> like, let it go. Just let it go. Let, let your stuff go. Uh, you know, you, it's, it's a, it's a wedding ring. You'll, you'll probably hold on to it. Um, but like, just let everything go. And like, it's like things like this that where I think it's like maybe good to just stop and like meditate on the cosmos and think about like other planets and how we're just like the, like, um, existing in this like tiny little corner of time, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like if you if you zoom out and you realize yeah. like you are a speck on Earth, and this is a speck of a speck that actually doesn't mean anything when you're dead. Yeah. Like your love yeah. will still be there. Your marriage will still be there. It's not like if you damage the ring, your fiancé will disappear or die in front of you. Yeah. I guess I try to say, of like, just try to let go of all items. Just, let, just try to let go. I mean, it's like it's just, you can't be sad if... You know, if something gets broken or lost that you like and you associate with good things. But then after you're sad, I just, that's my take. My take is just let it go. I like that take. I'm a hoarder. (laughs) So my perspective is I think you should just wear it on a necklace around your neck so you can Mm. use your hands for hand things. And then you can keep it close to your heart like Carrie Bradshaw when she was engaged to Aiden on Sex in the City and she wasn't quite ready to be flagging a wedding ring yet. Um, that's nice. what I would do. Cause I, I can't wear any jewelry on my hands because I need to use my hands to do things, unlike other people. Um, <laughs> and I also would, like, take it off to do the dishes and then lose it. Or, like, yeah. go down the drain or... I would fling my hand somewhere and hit it on something. So I would wear it around my neck, honestly. Or I would just, you know, just get it tattooed on your finger. Um, Maybe you should put it on a shrine at your house. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wear it. You could get, like, a beautiful porcelain elephant with his trunk up and put it on that like a ring holder <laughs> and have it yeah. in a nice little shrine that has your wedding pictures near it or some doilies or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, but I, I agree about, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just an object. There's more objects. There's plenty of objects. It's a symbol of your love, but it is not your love. Right. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Katie, thank you for joining me for advice. You're very welcome. Do you have I'd any? Enjoy- oh. I enjoy being on your program. 
Oh, my listeners are over the moon to have you here. Do you have any general advice or anything, any ways that you are are centering yourself in your gratitude or in your life this week? Oh, man. I wish I could just go full on with you right now. But let me just say that this week involved a trip to the dermatologist. And... um. Pay attention to the parts of your body that speak volumes about what's going on inside of you. Uh, for me, it happens to be my skin. I have very sensitive skin. My skin tells all the all the all the secrets that are held within. They're not secret. Uh, <laughs> the very like they're not secret all the time because sometimes I break out in horrible rashes. And anyway, I found this incredible dermatologist named Mona. <laughs> And we did a two and a half hour session. Uh, she practices Western and Eastern medicine. And we ended the session by pulling a tarot card. Um, so, so that's what I got to say. Okay. So t- pay attention to your body and things that may be manifesting in different ways. Yeah. Well, your body's going to tell you what's going on inside of your mind in some way. You know, I used to get terrible migraines because I would put myself in stressful situations and be like, I can tough it out. I can tough out anything. I thought that my robust ability to tough out terrible situations was like a quality of mine. Uh, That's not a quality. That that was like a quality of my childhood years that does not actually translate into a healthy adulthood. So I would get incredible migraines and I had to make a pledge to myself to no longer be in those situations anymore. That made me feel so stressed out that the back of my neck tensed up and gave me a migraine. Not to be a Seinfeld, but have you ever noticed that I never try to sell you Blue Apron on the podcast? Or that we do not disparage and bemoan trips to the post office in favor of stamps.com? Well, it is because we have no advertisers. Zero. Producer Chris, producer Ponyo, and myself do this out of the goodness of our hearts, because we like it. If you would like to tip producer Chris Sutton, who dedicates hours to this series every week, please, 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 please send your tip of $5, $10, who knows how much. That's your business via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That is hornet, like the insect, leg, like one of his appendages, at gmail.com. If you do this, we will read your name on the podcast. Isn't that exciting? We may have advertisers someday, and we'll rant and rave about free sex toys and mattresses and blue apron and whatever, but in the meantime, thank you. We appreciate your support, and I look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. That was Ponyo's voice. Don't be scared. Bye. Thank you this week to Jesse Holmquist for tipping producer Chris. Producer Ponyo and I say, thank you. What were you just saying? I was talking about uh, a a prune rebranding campaign that you like to ask me to talk about um, repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) called rip a prune that my friend jason made up in college (laughs) what why was he trying to rebrand prunes i have no idea it was just merely a joke but i mean prunes aren't associated (laughs) with cool things really how come they're not as cool as a pizza (laughs) you can you can carry them around you could eat them on the go i kind of feel like that should be the first line of the ad it's like have you ever thought about why a prune's not as cool as a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone pauses to think about why that might be true. And then you see Estelle Getty right up on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a pack of kids come up a half pipe, stop at the top and say, rip a prune, and they pop it in their mouth. Yeah. Like a Totino's pizza roll. It's the same size. It's even smaller. But it's a, it's a dried fruit. <laughs> I think the strong association with bowel health is the thing. 
<laughs> that takes away its edge. It's, that's like that takes away its edge. Yeah, but there's other things that you can associate with good bell health. But why do prunes get the bad rap, man? Because people are ageist. <laughs> I think that is absolutely true. Like, straight up. It is straight up. It's a senior citizen snack. That's sad. <laughs> and nobody wants to be seen as old. They want to be seen as young. And a young person eats a pizza like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. And an old person eats a prune <laughs> because they care about their bowel health. One's good for your bowels and one's not. <laughs> yeah, pizza's actually the opposite. Pizza, yeah. like, absolutely is, like, nihilistic youth. You're not going to get a bowel obstruction. You don't need surgery for that. You're yeah. going to, like, block yourself up as much as you want. Why don't you tell everyone what you were calling prunes before we started recording? Oh, a dried plum. Dried plum. It's much more dignified. Sounds than a delicacy. Oh, have, have, have you been to Zupans lately or um, Dean and DeLuca? They have an incredible dried plum selection. Yeah, it's in the bulk bins, like eighteen ninety nine a pound. <laughs> oh, I got a Harry and so-and-so gift basket. It was full of dried plums. I was over the moon. Yeah, pounds and pounds of dried plums. <laughs> hey, did you like plums in their original moist state? Well, you're going to love them when they're dried. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Once I had a dehydrator from the 70s that I inherited, and the front cover of the booklet that came with it had, like, bushels and bushels of delicious, fresh-looking fruit. And then on the back was the same fruit that looked like it had gone through a time machine. It was all shriveled and disgusting-looking, but that was supposed to be, like, the end result of you using your dehydrator. Yeah. It was, like, the mummified version of an apple. They didn't put that on the cover. Mm -hmm. They put it on the back cover. Yeah. Smart. It was smart. Um, it, I don't really think that dried fruit photographs well. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's like, even with good lighting, it's really hard to get a good angle on dried fruit. <laughs> well, it's hard to look at a big, beautiful, juicy, like, red apple, and then you see that little shriveled witch head in your hand. Yeah. That's a dried yeah. apple slice, and you're like... Yeah. And then, like, out of context, you're just, just like, what? like, what is that? You're like, why would I want to, what's, what's the appeal of that? And you're like, you can eat it on the go. And you're like, well, you can eat an apple on the go and get moisture. Yeah. But it is um, sweet to think about the fact that some people have photo styled dried fruit for photo shoots. Just lovingly setting up the display of like trying to fan out the, the dried apples with like a few dried banana pieces. To make them not look like turds. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. It's like all looks like turds. <laughs> but they have to like get the lighting just right. There's not too many shadows. Well, there's not very many shadows because most of it's very flat at this point. But the wrinkles may really be robust. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.